Mavli, yes. So Mavli, I know you're an actor and you arm wrestle and the picture that Korean George just showed me, uh, you look like a badass and your arm looks crazy big. Uh, I don't know if I would win, but I'm happy to try and arm wrestle you. fans welcome back to a brand new episode of not a bomb podcast this is the podcast where we go back and talk about movies that bombed or critics didn't like i mean that's usually what we do brad this this is a special episode right it is your honor i'd like to uh call to the stand uh mr don lee and any sort of the don lee stipulation that we have Oh, is yes. That, is, that how I, is that how I do that? Well, no, we, we are going to invoke this evening, this evening, the Don Lee legal agreement that was drawn up a few years ago. But, oh. but before we get to that, cause we've only, we've only done it one other time and, and we'll talk about that, but we have a, I, I don't know. We, we got a lot of people on this week's show. Do you want to go through and introduce everybody? Oh boy. Um, yes, we have uh, John Nance cosplaying as the one, the only Don Lee. John, how are you, sir? Um, you're, you're, on, you're on mute, John. <laughs> oh, this damn Chinese computer. Oh, yeah, Anyang Haseo. What's going on, guys? <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Coming in strong already. And we have uh, from Watch Skip Plus, we have Jose. How are you, sir? Objection. I don't believe that was a proper motion. Oh, okay. <laughs> what? Mr. Ace Attorney over here. I'm sorry. Um, and the one, the only, Mr. Samurai. Sammy, how are you, sir? I'm good. I have oil on more than my arms tonight. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> okay. Well, uh, Brad, a, a few years ago, we when we were doing the podcast, we, we have a couple of clauses within, I don't know, the charter? Uh-huh. I think this is Appendix B, I believe. I think so. Um, so I, I actually pulled it out just to make sure we could act, we did could you, do this. You? I did. Did it have any bumps on it? No, it's it's clean. Um, <laughs> but yeah, I, I and Jose, you can tell us if this is legal or not because again, this was this was uh, created about three years ago. But but we have something called the Don Lee Legal Agreement, um, and it was something Brad and I created early on. We've only used this one other time, and it was way back. I want to say in episode. I don't know, 64, something like that, when uh, we talked about the outlaws. I think that's right. Yeah, it was early. It was it was <laughs> under 100. <laughs> Great movie, yeah. Yeah, so here's, here's the legal agreement. It says, this agreement, known as agreement, is entered into on this June 4th, 2020, known as effective date, by and between Brad Anderson, Party A, and Troy Sauer, Party B, collectively referred to as the parties. Party A and Party B, collectively referred to as the hosts, hereby acknowledge and agree that notwithstanding any prior agreements or obligations, they shall be entitled to discuss and analyze any cinematic work of Don Lee, herein referred to as the films, for their podcast series titled Not a Bomb Podcast, hereas known as the podcast. <laughs> this entitlement includes the unrestricted right to deliberate upon, critique, and expound upon the films, 
irrespective of their box office earnings, critical reception, or commercial success, without any fear of legal repercussion. The hosts further affirm their commitment to uphold the principles of freedom of speech and artistic expression as guaranteed by applicable laws in the course of their discussions. This agreement is binding and enforceable to the fullest extent permitted by law. So Jose does capital punishment. Yeah. So that I, I can't remember what clause it's under, but, but that's within our contract. Does that, does that sound right? Yeah. The DL clause, the DL clause. I know DL as something else. However, um, yes, I guess if it's been signed and agreed upon and there's a meeting of the minds, then this is pretty solid. This is legally binding. We, we get a notary on that? Solid. We get a notary on that, Troy? Um, well, uh, look, let's not get too technical here. Um, <laughs> we, we didn't do an e-sign agreement or anything of that nature, but it's legally binding. We agreed to this um, three years ago. So the movie we're going to talk solid. about, uh, we don't know if it bombed at the box office. More than likely, it didn't. Um it certainly didn't play in the U.S., but uh, we'll we'll talk we'll we'll talk a little bit about Don Lee. Um, before we get there, Brad, what movie are we actually talking about this evening? We are talking about 2018's South Korean film sports comedy extravaganza, Champion, starring the one, the only Don Lee. So, is it fair to say that this is an unofficial remake? Of a Sylvester Stallone film. Over the top, my friend. Yes. Okay. 110%. 110%. Okay. So for anybody curious, we're going to be talking about an arm wrestling movie from Korea starring one Don Lee. I thought it would be interesting, though, before we get into our discussion of this film, and maybe even a little bit about Don Lee, that we would share between us, because it's a safe, safe space here, um, let's talk about sports movies that make our eyeballs sweat. Now, technically, we don't cry because we're guys. So <laughs> there, there are elements we're all, within. We're five of us here. We're all five alpha males. We're alpha don't males. You, we're, don't, we're, for, don't you forget it. We're men. So we don't cry. <laughs> Ask us about our passive income. Yes. Um, <laughs> Ask me how alpha I am. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, but I, I was curious about some movies that maybe you have watched and for whatever reason at a certain time period, somebody was cutting onions and it affected you in such a way during certain sequences. Um, and, and maybe we just, we just do like a top three and we go for like three, two, one. So I'm, I'm going to start with uh, John. I'm going to kick it over to you since you're um, you, <laughs> nobody can see this, but you do look like, I mean, you've got this sleeveless shirt, your muscles. I mean, you, you look like Don Lee. It's crazy. Um, it is totally. It yeah. Is. So We're what's cousins. your what's your number three uh sports film that makes your eyeball sweat? Um, so for me, the number three is two thousands the replacements. Mm. Uh, oh um only the- from the sense of I actually <clears throat> remember that era. Um myself mm-hmm. has been in some of those situations and the underlying message of, you know, very, very few people get second chances like they got. And they went, they went balls out and left it on the field, you know, kind of like what we used to tell our daughters, right? Mm-hmm. Put it out there, leave it on the field. And no, no offense. And, and John, you're going, you're, it's a great soliloquy, but you guys used to tell your daughters to leave your balls on the field. Yeah. The well, yellow ones, the 12 inches. Yeah. Or, <laughs> so let's, uh, yeah, some context there. 
our our daughters played competitive softball for for most of their high school and uh, travel yeah, ball. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. probably yeah. better ball players than all five of us. Uh, speak for yourself. challenge okay well i will tell my daughter you have challenged her to a throwing contest and i yeah i would not take that challenge brad she tried to kill me i I coached her she tried to kill me one year so don't (laughs) i mean don't take four years of varsity baseball but that's okay yeah 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 you don't you don't have an arm like Uh, ram trust me okay bobby boucher So yeah, what, that's my number three. Uh, what the scene? What scene in the replacements? Um, like started the the eyeball sweating waterworks thing. It, it was just after they scored that winning touchdown, right? And then they 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 did the homage with everybody, just you know, showing their goodbyes, saying goodbyes, thanks. Um, you know, if you played sports, Brad, you probably you know anyone else has played sports. You, you know how it is, right? You. You, you know, you just left everything on the field and, you know, for all intent and purposes, um, you, you're not going to see these guys again, but you shared probably one. Of, I'm getting emotional right now talking about it, right? You, you, you shared one of the greatest moments that you'll never forget in your life. And you did it as a team. You did it together. It, it was pretty awesome. Very touching for me. All right. Okay. Good pick. So I'm just, I'm just going to go around as I see people on the screen. We'll, we'll go to you, Jose. What's your number three pick of uh, sports movies that made your eyeball sweat as a guy? Well, <laughs> it was a very uh, alpha male. <laughs> as as an alpha male who enjoys sports performing, right? I I would have to say I would have to say maybe for my number three, I think I'm going to go with a tie between two Kevin. You Costner can't no, movies. you can't have two number ones. That's an eleven. Oh. You got to pick wait, one. Two number threes. Two number three. That's a thirty-three. Ugh. All right, so I'll I'll go with a Kevin Costner film for the love of the game. Oh, okay. And right. you know that just you know when he's like trying to go see Kelly at the airport and all of that stuff definitely makes me cry. Okay, I like that movie. No, underrated, like that underrated movie. baseball movie. That one, I, I agree. Not crying. Yeah, directed by Sam Raimi. Dustin Dead Air. Fame. Okay. All right, good pick, good pick, uh, Sammy. Number three for you. Oh, there's a lot of movies for me, man. This is tough. I got a 15 way tie for three. We got like a <laughs> way tie for two. Oh boy, and maybe an 11 way tie for one here. So, uh, no, I'm just uh, I'm kidding. I'm gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna try to I'm gonna try to mix some eras here. Oh boy, because there's a lot of them. There's a lot of them for me. But I'm going to go with number three. I'm going to say, I'm going to say Hoosiers. Oh, okay. Gene Hackman. All right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that movie, if you're from this area, that movie uh, really hits home in a lot of ways. Uh, some uncomfortable ways. And, uh, but what it really, and I realized that all of my sports movies have a really strong father son issue, which I had father son issues. So, um, there's a lot of that with sports movies, right? Fathers and sons and mm-hmm. stuff. And you guys can relate with uh, fathers and daughters and stuff, but uh, that's changed a lot. But, you know, growing up in our era, you know, it was a, it was almost like a, a thing. The kid had to play a sport and, yeah. uh, you know, uh, 
thought that led to some uh, <laughs> uh, some issues, uh, some clauses, to say the least, in my household. Um, I could have used a lawyer. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with Hoosiers. I really like Hoosiers. I, lo- I mean, it's great. The scene where he says, I'll make it, that's, that's, that's pretty awesome. Okay. Jimmy. Jimmy. I, I did not. Pick, pick I did not. Fence, baby. Chitwood, baby. Yeah, I didn't understand uh, the, I guess, fever around basketball until I lived in Indiana for a while. And uh, it's a cult out there. It's crazy. It's crazy fun. But yeah, it's, Kentucky, it's Kentucky, Indiana, there's, it's, uh, if, if folks aren't, for any of your listeners who aren't aware, it is insane what people will go through to get to watch a basketball game here and what they will pay. Brad can confer with this. Brad, Brad can back me up on this. Even the high school championships in Indiana, I got I got to go one year in college. It was ridiculous. Um, yeah. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, it was amazing. All right, Brad, what's your number three? <laughs> so mine, uh, a little bit out of left field, if you will. It is a baseball movie. It is a Keanu Reeves baseball movie. Oh. It is hardball. Oh, man. Oh. That's a and deep it cut. Is, it is the death of one, the only G-Baby catching a stray bullet. Hitting him in the hearts, killing him, and uh, yes, him dying in his friend's arms gets me every time. It is tragic. It is played really well. Uh, You know, you look back on it now, and of course, there's kids of, of, of color who are gunned down because of violence, because of the area they live in. It's a little on the nose, a little stereotypical, but it gets the point across. It is powerful. I think Keanu Reeves is kind of good in that movie um it's a very underrated uh a baseball movie no i'm not going to say it's like the it's up there with for the love of the game or field of dreams or anything like that but i enjoy it and that death of g baby still still gets me to this day i think this is the second time i brought that up on this show okay <laughs> by the way that's that's my number one uh, brad's brad's sorry. three is my one. Oh, i thought that was that's- your I thought you were going to say that's the name of your solo album, Death of G-Baby. <laughs> <laughs> so is that same scene for you, Jose, that that just gets you in the gut and starts the waterworks? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. More, cut more like, so than any other sports film, for whatever they, reasons. They cut to like an empty baseball field, and it, it's it's really well done. I need to see Hardball. I've never seen it. I saw oh, the theater. So Diane Lane's in that too. It's, yeah. it's uh, that, that's all I needed to hear. Yep. I thought it was okay. I I DB, don't remember crying. DB Sweeney? Or... Would DB Sweeney uh, get you there? Yeah, uh, I might. love DB Sweeney. <laughs> so I, I quick question before I start with my number three. Did anybody watch their scene? Because I had a, I had a tough time getting my list down, and then at the end of the day, I just went to probably the obvious choices. But I had to test myself, and I watched some of the scenes that I remember uh, sort of affecting me. Did anybody like go back and do that today? Um, I didn't do that today, but I, Troy, I had an insanely. I thought you know you hit this up. I said I'm down yeah, via text. Yeah, started doing research, and then I I hated you guys all day because this is there's so many of these for me. Uh, Will and I have talked about this over the years on the the GGTMC the uh, just boxing movies alone. That that was man, that was the category that that really got me. Um Yeah. So yeah. anyway. Yeah. Note to self, don't watch any of the scenes that you think would affect you before going into a meeting at work because your eyes Aww. get uh, all puffy from the sweating and stuff. Um yeah, yeah. But yeah, my my three are my, uh 
I just want to say my eyes usually get puffy going into meetings work because I realize what I get paid. (laughs) (laughs) That's a whole different eyeball sweat topic. Okay. My number three, it's uh, look, there's, I'm not breaking anything new with my picks. So I I did make sure that I didn't um, pick all three in the same sport. So the, the first one we're going with a football pick and uh, I got to do 1993's Rudy. So Rudy, yeah, Rudy. when that he runs on the field. Yeah. Well, it starts with the team chanting yeah. and, and you start yeah. to fill that gulp and the coach is like, no, we can't go in. And then all of a sudden they score that touchdown so that Rudy can get just the you know, last few seconds to play. And then Rudy gets the sack and they lift it. And Sam, Sam Wise gets up and he's like, oh, Mr. yeah, Frodo. John Favreau's in the stand with hair, like cheering. <laughs> and um, about 20 and about 60 more pounds than he has. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that scene gets to me all the time. Um, it's, it's fantastic. And oh, I, I always thought you related to that movie because of the height. Oh, <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> okay. All right. Shots yes. fired. I relate to Rudy's height. Thank you. Get very much. Yeah. Thanks, John. Well, let's, <laughs> let's hear about your number two, John. Uh, number two, I hope it has after- a lot of tall people in it. After thinking about it quite a bit, and this is one to your question earlier, I had to go back and just watch the one scene um, because I remember watching uh, the Olympics back in 1980 um, and and watching the hockey team. And that's 2004's Miracle uh, with Kurt Russell. And as coach, when he just when he just gives that speech, right. Where he's like, you know, this is the day you, you know, you, you get to stop them and all that good stuff. It, it's just really hits hits you in the gut because again, I, I remember actually watching um, the team win it. Um, so this movie and and kind of like getting that behind the scenes about this coach who, from what I what I understood, what I remembered was uh, her coach Herb uh, passed away just after photography had finished up, so he never got to see the film. Um, but yeah, it kind of like brought me back a little bit uh, when I was a kid. And just again, those <clears throat> those type of speeches, those underdog speeches, those speeches that really, if you if you take it out of the sport, they they are speeches for life. That you, you really need to take those words and the, that wisdom and just and just march forward. I like it. Um, man, there's so many. And you, you bring up a good topic. Like, there's so many of these films that have that speech or that scene. And if you were to do any kind of search on like, what are the best sports films or the most emotional ones, a lot of the top like 10 usually center on a particular speech that's given by the coach from an inspirational standpoint. So that that's a good pick. All right, Jose, what's your number two? Uh, remember the Titans. Oh, no. Okay. With, uh, Denzel oh. Washington. Yeah, um, got, got some drool coming up. So what's yeah. what's the scene? What's the scene? <laughs> well, I there's two when the sort of like super hot chunky guy gets like hit and, and gets paralyzed before the big game or whatever. Um, that right. got to me, even though he started as like a complete asshole, and then I was like, no, he just yeah. has a good heart. Yeah. Um, and then of course, like you know, the final game when they win, you know, yeah, yeah. and I love. I love it. That's Hayden Panettiere, right? That's her, yeah, right? The, the yeah. little girl. Yeah. I love her role in that, in that movie. It doesn't make me cry, but I'm just saying that, her, her role punches it up in some ways. Yeah. yeah. The movie. 
Yeah, it almost made me feel guilty when I started liking her a little too much when she was on Heroes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> let me just say that uh, that player who gets uh, crippled, I mean, he got hit so hard, they knocked the racism out of him. And <laughs> <right he> did. <laughs> oh, man. That doesn't happen in movies very often. Wow. <laughs> also, blink and you'll miss a young Ryan Gosling as well. Oh, he the, was uh, a Ryan Gosling as well. Sucked on defense. He was <laughs> yes. a liability on yes. defense. <laughs> he hit him so hard. He hit that kid so hard. It looked like the ghost dog from Nightmare Before Christmas flew out. <laughs> oh, oh, my God. Flew off of him. Timmy <laughs> said he knocked the races. My God. That particular you... actor, too, went on to be Opie in Sons of Anarchy, which I still yeah. can't. I like, can't put that. Yeah, I can't put that together either. It, yeah, he's also it, the it's guy unbelievable in, when you watch him and then you watch him in yeah. Sons of Anarchy. And he's, also, he's had, also the guy in uh, Saving Private Ryan who they're trying to talk to and he's uh he's deaf. He's like Private Ryan? No. Yeah. 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 That's yeah. him too. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And Opie had one of those rough deaths in Son of Anarchy's. That that oh my hit you in the God. Gut. I <laughs> I cried. Totally oh, yeah. cried. It was bad. You don't cry, Jose. Your eyeballs sweat. Your guys don't cry. Yes. Yeah, we're alphas. We're alphas. Yes. All right, I Sammy. What profusely? What is your exercise? <laughs> there you go. What's your alpha number two pick, Sammy? Alpha number two. Alpha number two is. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with Warrior. A more recent. Oh, one. Yeah, 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 that mm, good pick. We talked good. about oh, that man. one too. Very good. Oh man, that one. That one got me, and I didn't expect it to get me because I'm not a, a MMA guy or nothing like that. Uh, it's just not my thing. But I'm more of a boxing guy than an MMA guy. But the brother relationship slash the father relationship again. Yeah. McNulty gets yeah. me every time. His breakdown his time. breakdown in the hotel room. That's the is, scene. Whoa my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's yeah. Man. I was gonna pick that one, but I, I tried sweating. to yeah, serious sweating yeah. on that one. I agree with you hundred percent. We we love that film. I love talking about that film. That that was early on, right, Brad? Yeah. Oh, no, like episode eight. Yeah. Okay. Frank. Grillo, some of the speeches that Frank Grillo gives in that film yep. about like, you know, what are we here oh, for? God. All of just Grillo. Oh, oh God. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, it's it's a perfectly cast movie. And uh, it's just it's perfect. I think it's perfectly acted. I don't know if it's a perfect movie, but yeah, I'm going to say I'm going to say this right here. Warrior is a better Rocky movie than any of the Rocky movies. Ooh. Oh, oh, man. Oh. I'm down for that fight. Yeah. Wow. Oh. I would agree. OK. I, I would agree. All right. Brad, well, there's certainly Brad. more emotion vested in it because of their relationship. Yeah. Brad just sharded yeah. out that ghost white dog out of his butt. <laughs> yeah, he did. Well, what's your number two, Brad? I'm I'm curious where you're going with this list then. So I'm yeah, going to go too. football from 2004. I'm going Friday Night Lights. And more specifically, oh, okay. I'm going the scene after Booby Miles clears out his locker and he's sitting in the car of his uncle and he starts to break down knowing that he will never be able to play football. Um, and his dream of playing in the NFL is over at the age of 18. It is mm. gut-wrenching. Um, James Booby Miles, played by Derek Luke. Um, we've talked about him a few times. Yeah. But uh, just a tragic scene and he does it so well. Um yep. It, I mean, and it kind of goes on for like two minutes and it's, you're just seeing this guy completely realize that what he thought his life was going to be is going to be completely different. And uh, as someone who, you know, played sports and 
at one point in time was like, I'm going to be a professional baseball player. Then you realize that there is zero chance in hell you're going to be a professional baseball player. Um, having that realization is, is pretty tough. I didn't have it like him, but yeah. And plus his nickname is Booby. If you want to yeah. win, let Booby spin. Yeah, I mean, you didn't have it like him, but you got lots of boobies. Yeah. So is, is what is the specific scene that just started the uh, the eyeball sweating? Did you not just hear what I just? No, said? is it, is that is that it then? Yeah, I mean, there's more. There's also that's, more. Again, there's another. Scene, that's a tough scene. I agree with Brad. It is. There's a there's a part where he's initially at the doctor. He gets the news there. There's a father son relationship with um, Tim McGraw. Tim McGraw. Yeah, so it's, it's sprinkled oh, throughout. I, I, I got to be honest. I've never seen Friday Night Lights. Oh, dude, it's a good. Movie. Yeah, good movie. It's yeah. good. That's what yep. it's. It's one of those that um, it's it sits out there, and I hear about it all the time. But every time I saw the trailer, every time I see a, just a clip of it, it it just it never grabs me. But I mean, if if you recommend it as like a must see and it's making you, I think two, it's a, I think it's a must see uh, sports film. Yeah, where do the, you where do you fall the- on where do you fall on Peter Berg as a director? Because he directed it. It's got that documentary style, but it's uh, where do you filmmaking. It's it's where do you, it's good. Where do I, I fall? I know where you fall on Peter. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Are we talking about his directorial? Jose falls on everybody, so <laughs> that's right. Was that question Most for Brad? As Peter Berg as a director? Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> we can all have a question. I mean, I, I think Peter Berg is talented, but not amazing. Yeah, he has some hits and misses. The rundown is good. I love yeah. the rundown. I, oh, I love, love the, the kingdom. The kingdom is good. Yes, yeah. I don't like the kingdom. Not a kingdom guy. Oh, okay. <sighs> Couldn't get, I couldn't get into it. But he's couldn't. he's never one. I know he directed that film, but it's never been one that it's like, oh, I want to go finish the Peter Bird like like uh, go through his whole filmography or whatever. I think it's his best film by far. Better than the Rundown. Yes, uh, uh, it is better than. He the, might be onto something. Okay, but the Rundown is more entertaining. Uh, I, I will say that. But yeah, Friday Night Lights is a better film. I'm looking now because I got to know what else he directed because I mean, Hancock's not that great. I'm just going off. by. Did he do the battleship film? The my, he did too. I was just about to joke and say, no battleship is his best movie. Um, he directed very bad things, which I couldn't finish. Um, oh. the spent the Spencer confidential movie on Netflix. That actually wasn't half bad, even though I'm not a big Marcus Wahlberg fan. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. He actually had, a, I, I was right with what I said. I don't think he's, I think he's talented. Oh, I've heard Deepwater Horizon's good. I've never watched it. Though. I did. I did okay. like that one. Yeah, I enjoyed it's, that. Patriot Day okay. is a little okay too. Mile Twenty Two is not great. Oh, well, he did yeah. a Lone yeah. Survivor. Yeah, so they, he, man, he works with Marcus quite a bit, doesn't he? Yeah, he does. Yeah. He yep. loves Marcus. He really does. <laughs> hey, Peter, bro. <laughs> that's that's <laughs> a good impression. How's your mother? Say hello to your mother. <laughs> All right, my number two. So <clears throat> I w- I was gonna pick the Warrior, and but. I, I know what my that's number one totally is. Not the name. That's totally not the name of the film. It's but not the name warrior. of the film. I mean, it, it, this is this is hard because I was trying. Like, I could have just filled it up with boxing and martial arts films, um, I mean, but I'm I'm trying to like break it up based on sport. Yeah, I was thinking about picking the Creed. <laughs> the, the Creed. Creed? <laughs> <laughs> called it the Warrior, so don't don't be throwing stones, Mister. <laughs> okay. The Rocky Four. Well, I'm I'm gonna go with a stone cold classic, uh, and I think most films follow this template. So my number two pick 
is the Academy Award winning film from 1976, Rocky. Oh, well. So, yeah. I I mean, look, they get into the 14th round. I, I don't care what you say. You get into that 14th round, and all of a sudden, Apollo's rib is pretty much broken. He's in the corner. He's like, you know, Mickey, cut me. And if you stop this fight, I'll kill you. And that 15th round just is, it's brutal. And when you get to the end of it, and it's a split decision, Apollo wins. Rocky doesn't care. Uh, the music is swelling. Adrian's trying to fight the crowds to get to him. He's shouting your name out. It's, it's classic, iconic cinema. And uh, my eyeballs sweat like crazy as soon as that music kicks in. Um, and, and I'm sobbing a little bit every time. I, I don't think any Rocky film has ever come close to that ending. Um, and I, I don't think any of the, like, even the warrior and stuff like that doesn't, doesn't get me the way the Rocky does. Rocky two, not Rocky two, even Ugh, man, Wait. Rocky two really gets to me. Rocky two is good. Does he but... end the cold war at the end of Rocky one? No, because... but it's, it's, it's much more intimate and personal. It's, it's that. It's Does that he whole stop a be rapist like in Rocky three? No, oh. he doesn't. No, see, you guys are going to entirely. I don't. My eyeballs don't sweat, except think, in Rocky one. I think your seminal vessel was sweating. Oh Whoa! <laughs> or was that leaking? My favorite hey, thing hey, about the Rocky blows. series low is blows. that uh, Burgess Meredith apparently was a legendary stick man. Like, was just laying yeah. pipe to uh, so many people, and I just love the fact that. Legendary the, stick man Bur- Burgess Meredith. Are you using are you using legendary, legendary stick man? Oh yeah. Yeah. Or are you saying legendary the way you use the term legendary with Dario Argento, or do you really No, he was legendary, okay. like <laughs> was laying pipe all the time. Okay, I'm just we, you've used legendary so much. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, this one fits. Okay. Unlike Dario Argento being called legendary. <laughs> all right, oh, shut your mouth. Sean's fired. <laughs> John, what's your number one? Okay. <clears throat> Number one, it's it still gets me really, really hard. I can't watch it without having lots of eye sweat. Um anyone who's seen it knows, especially specifically the scene that just breaks you almost in two. Um This I'm isn't a Burgess about... Meredith film, is it? <laughs> no, this is um Varsity Blues uh, and Ali Larder. When the whipped cream uh. does not fall off. No, I'm just kidding. Just kidding. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, my God. It is. Um, it, it's 1979's The Champ with John Voight oh, and yeah. Ricky Schroeder. Okay. Yeah, nice. That's okay. a boxing movie. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good um, one. You know, for those who have not seen it, highly recommend it. It's really, it really is a good film. I remember actually seeing this in the movie theater with my mom and we were just both ice sweating so hard. Um, when you know John Boyd's character, he just he's like you know, always come through, and then he just next you know you see Ricky Schroeder, little Ricky Schroeder before he was Bo Duke. It's just <laughs> isn't isn't uh, uh, when when Jose got online, he said, "Is he coming through? Is he like John Boyd?" <laughs> <laughs> I do like John Boyd. Yeah, heard Schroeder was laying lots of pipe. Uh, yeah. Wow, so. But um, yeah, I mean that that movie is one of the first sports movies I can I can say. Like I said, I was a kid, nineteen seventy nine, yeah. watching it. Nineteen, I think, when my dad was in Germany, so that movie theater, early eighties. But yeah, I I had ice sweats even as a kid, uh, because it was it was that powerful of a scene to know that um, 
you know, if something is great and, and is awesome can happen right before you, um, it's fleeting moments. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. That is a remake too, right? Of the Jackie Coogan film. Oh, like that was, yeah. 30s, 19, right? 1930 yeah. something, something yeah. like that. Yeah. A lot of people don't look at that one because of it being a remake. And that's a shame because I think that's actually a really good film. It is Isn't it like a neo-noir as well. I don't, I don't think it leans movie. into that, but I mean, I guess it could be yeah. noir-ish. noirish. Yeah. But yes, there you uh, go. Audience get a chance. Watch it. The champ 1979. No, it's dude. Great that's movie. a great recommendation. All one. right. Jose, you already said your number one. Did you want to talk any more about it or? No, hardball, death of G baby. I think we're gonna name that my. Uh, I think we're gonna name that my autobiography. Can, can I ask death something real quick? Baby. So uh, some of these sports films, they will usually have a life event which might involve the the death of a supporting character or one of the athletes, something of that nature. Like and, Disney movies. Yes. <laughs> um, <laughs> does does that is is that a cheap? way to get emotion out of the crowd and maybe amp up i don't know the 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 final uh round or game or something of that nature or um do you think most of these are earned i don't so i've thought about this a lot over the years um and you know i got some honorable mentions which i'm going to get in regardless of your top three or not (laughs) sammy we're not going to be here all night okay (laughs) i think with sports movies uh, boxing, anything really. It's that sense of achievement of proving your worth. Uh, it obviously in real life, being the greatest athlete of all time really doesn't mean anything as if you're not a good parent or if you're not a good friend, or if you're not a good husband or whatever, but yeah, Troy. these things, yeah. <laughs> thank Tabitha told me to say all this, these things were, uh, you know, I feel like we relate to them. You know, you, for some reason with sports movies, sports performer films, you, you can get in touch with these characters somehow. And I think it's the, I think it's the sense of achievement, the sense of, of finally getting there. Now you can, you can argue that this is true. And uh, I'm looking at all five of us here, law films, uh, finance films, uh, you know, management films, (laughs) finance, talk a big short to me, please. (laughs) You, You can say it. You can go ahead and say it, Sam. Martial yeah. arts films, martial arts and arm wrestling <laughs> films for John and, uh, possibly laying pipe with Ricky Schroeder. But- <laughs> oh <my laughs> Meredith. Legendary stick, man. They don't call John silver spoon for nothing. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but I mean, I think that's for me, that's, that's what I get caught up in. I get caught up in this sense of you can't do this. You're not good enough. And maybe that, honestly, I may be saying a little too much on the air here. Maybe that comes from my childhood some. Uh, this sense of achievement, you know, being told that you're not good enough to be something. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if it's the death of I, I think the death of a something. I think it's more of a Disney ploy than a sports movie ploy. Yeah, I, I, I got to well, be honest. I think it, I was just going to say, I mean, you know, when you play in a sports, it, it's when you play on a sports, I'm so sorry. <laughs> you, you sound like such sports, an expert about sports, Jose. <laughs> that's right. Cause I'm an alpha. Cause I'm an alpha. Um, but, uh, you know, when you play on a team, that team almost kind of becomes your family. And when, a when a family member dies, this can 
disrupt the family unit and and the you know the final game where they pull through um it may feel like a hoary trope of sports films but i think it's it's one of the main th- emotional ties to sports uh and specifically team sports that you know they are they do end up being like your family you start out not liking each other and then you realize it's all a team effort and it's like all for one one for all and yeah yeah you're both right i mean you to expand even a little further right it's not just you know you made it man think about the time the effort the practices the long hours the long nights that people try to put in just to just to be able to get on a team you know, to say I made it and play. And then when you go through tragedy or hardship or a loss, um, whether you've played on a sports team or not, I mean, a lot of people, those who, regardless of what it was they were trying to do, um, I'm trying to write the best book. I am trying to, you know, cook the best uh, pasta fajoule or whatever. Um, you know, when there's failure, it hurts. Right. So when you see failure or heartbreak in these sports films, right, it, it, it's kind of natural to relate on one level or another um, what it is those those characters that you're seeing on the screen are going through. Mm. Well, yeah. yeah, makes total sense. I just I always thought sometimes um, and I guess it's how it's handled. Right. So obviously it comes down to the script, the performances, the directing. But when you interject such a traumatic event like the death of somebody and how it's supposed to ripple through. I feel like more often it's a miss than a hit in how it's handled in these traditional sports films because it feels like, I don't want to call it cheap. It's just like, okay, that's the one more thing that's going to amp something else up where um, traditionally, for me, the, the better sports films are concentrating on the dynamic of the team, the dynamic of the person that it's centered on, their family relationships, et cetera. And you don't need the death of something to to amp it up to get to the finale. But in, in some cases yeah. it works. I mean, hardball, I, I love that you guys love it. To me, it I when I saw that film in the theater, it was like, okay, yeah, that that's pretty sad, but it it didn't really take me to a level from to the next level in the storytelling. But I can totally see how it just resonates with somebody, right? But you, yeah, it's G with the kid, uh, you have more in common with the kid in the bed and remember the Titans though. <laughs> I still say Rudy and height, Rudy and height. But no, so, I mean, to, I mean, so to support, Troy, I was going to say, excuse me, uh, you know, to support your, your, you know, your, your thesis, Troy, um, I, I agree. If you look at the movie, I don't know if anybody's seen, I'm sure some of us, most of us have the program with James Conn, right? Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. There were, there were character moments, uh, injury, you know, steroid addiction, but none of it really hit. Right. Not like the champ or Rocky or, you know, hardball. I mean, they didn't hit on the same level because that's what they kind of like for that, for that moment in time on on the screen. That's what they just focused on. It was just them, them, them. Look at them. Oh, poor him, poor him. Oh, look at this guy. He deserves what he got. It just didn't resonate a lot. Even though some people like the movie, uh, for me, the program was one of those football movies that, yeah, I, I, yeah, I can pass. Well, I mean, Rocky kind of commits it in in a few of its installments where it's like, here's the death of the trainer. Here's the death of, um, <laughs> of legendary his, stick man, legendary yeah. stick man. Here's <laughs> here's the death of, you know, the be- his nemesis turned best friend. It, it just became this trope that entered into a lot of the phases. And 
Um, yeah. I, when it works, man, it works when it doesn't, it feels like it sticks out like a sore thumb, but I'm, I'm right. sure that's most I'd, any stereotypes. Troy, I'd be curious to hear your thoughts on we are Marshall where the entire team ended up dying. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a football team. I'm not a big football fan to begin with. So I'm okay <laughs> I mean, with that. Well, I'm just, I'm just saying like, we've talked about films where yes. you get to learn to, to love these characters and then one of them dies whereas with we are Marsh, marshall which was an interesting sort of viewing experience because you get to know them and then the entire team passes yeah um or even better how about alive <laughs> well, it's not a sports movie unless well, no, it is. is a sports no <laughs> they were a soccer team right yeah but it's yes, not it's about true. the soccer okay um <laughs> sammy you're number one <laughs> They were cooking ass on the wings. <laughs> <laughs> That's the name of my solo album. If, if I were doing like, if I were just pulling sound clips from a show, this is a gold mine. <laughs> cooking ass on the wings. A G, baby. All right. <laughs> a G6, baby. All right. So I am not going to be too original here with my number one. It is the movie that makes me a sports movie that makes me cry the most. It has the most touching father son moment and the most devastating one for me personally. And it's about the, I have two of these films on my wannabe list, but this one's the one I decided to go with, but it's about the, the myth of baseball as much as it is baseball itself. Mm -hmm. And, uh, that is filled with dreams. It is the movie Acos, baby. Yeah, it just, it gets to me. It gets to me every time. The movie is, in a lot of ways, it's kind of overly earnest and quite cheesy in some ways. But man, I buy in every time. Every single time I buy into the whole thing. And I'm Absolutely. just, <laughs> I don't understand why. And then it gets to the scene where he says, you want to have a catch? And I'm hey, just Dad, like, want to have a catch? I can't handle oh, it, man. See, for me, it starts earlier when he's like, can I ask you something? And he's like, is this heaven? And yeah. he's like, nope, it's, it's Iowa. Iowa. Yeah. And you're like, but it, but it feels like heaven. You're like, oh, my God, here we go. <laughs> and then. So Field of Dreams is also my number one. That's your number one? Oh. Yes. All right. Nice. Is, nice. It, is, it that, is it that ending scene that gets you? Is that your oh, number absolutely. one? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of great scenes in Field of Dreams. I mean, again, as, as, as cheesy as some yeah. of it is and as earnest as some of, as some of it is, the great speech by James Earl Jones in the film about baseball, uh, the great Burt Lancaster moments where he just gets one uh, yeah. play ball. I mean, it's it's just it speaks so much, and it's it's very Americana. It may not translate very well to other countries, um, but man, it it works for a kid who grew up loving baseball as much as I did. It really works. Nice. Uh, that was going to be my number one until I went back and, and watched some stuff from this film. So I agree with everything that you say about Field of Dreams. It is definitely one that makes your eyeballs sweat. If, if you have Major League Two. Major League Two? <laughs> no, absolutely not. <laughs> uh, so th this one, a little backstory. So I mean, Rick the Wild Thing Vaughn does have a quite the redemption arc in major league too so. he does i'm not taking that away from him it's just the film i'm going to talk about hit me a little bit more personally than 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 that one so uh it, it was a film had no desire to see whatsoever 
didn't Boy. didn't care about it in the movie theater. Only sat down to watch it because the family was like, "Hey, this looks pretty interesting." And it was when we moved right out here to Maryland, and uh, we were staying in this little two bedroom apartment, watching movies on like this just small TV that you know we had because everything else was in storage, and um, put the film in. And within the first uh, probably about 15 minutes, the waterworks just started with me. And it it was a film that constantly just resonated w- with me all the way through the end. So it has some of those components that, I, like like you, Sammy, I, anything with a dad, it, it just gets me because I was super close with my father. Yeah. So well, I had the opposite relationship with my father, but, but still it's, get- that, it's that father-son relationship that kind of gets you, right? So Field of Dreams gets me probably on, on the positive level. This one gets me because it's there, but it's more about this character, what they went through, and it is probably the most relatable sports character um, that when I watch, I go, oh, I, I feel like I live that to a certain um, uh, degree. Except whereas this one was about um, ski jumping, mine was about martial arts, and it's Eddie the Eagle. So. <laughs> So I need to see Eddie the Eagle because of so you. Good. Yeah, I've never seen Eddie the Eagle, but I've heard you talk about it, and you're going to make me watch this movie. Well, it's, it's so good. if you if you don't know the story about Eddie the Eagle, um, because I grew up in leg braces, uh, and and had I still do have Perthes disease in my right hip, and so at the time, and you got to think like 70s, um, going into the 80s, not a lot of people knew about this, and at at one point it was like, well, look. You don't have to wear the braces anymore because it's not working. And more than likely, you're not going to be working, walking, you know, in your 20s. You just have hip replacement after hip replacement, et cetera. Um, and, and most people, when I when I talk about this, they go, oh, like that scene in Forrest Gump. Whenever I saw Forrest Gump, I, I never found that relatable. It was like, yeah, at some point he has leg braces, but it, it really didn't hit the way that Eddie the Eagle hit. And, um, that was, that just, uh, it came out of left field, smacked me across the face. And, uh, it brought all of these emotions back of growing up and then, um, everybody telling him that he can't do something. And then even when he does it coming in last place, that was pretty much everybody saying, well, you can't get into martial arts. You, you, you're too short. You can't kick that high. Your right leg is junk and all this other stuff. And only to come to find out that as a result of learning like Chinese boxing, judo, all that stuff, it actually helped me out because it, it created the the blood flow thing in my hip to where I, I, I'm walking fine, work out, play tennis, do all the other stuff. But I wouldn't have been able to do that. Have I just stopped listening to everybody and just went, you know what, if I'm not going to walk, I'm going to go ahead and learn all this stuff. So that was the film that to me felt the most in, inspirational from a sports perspective, because it wasn't about the winning. It was about just completing it. Because if, if you're familiar with the story and everything else, I mean, he comes in last place. And uh, everybody is incredibly proud of him, of just where he started the journey. You know, And, and I guess Rudy's the same way. I'm always attracted to these characters that um, have everything against them, especially from some kind of physical perspective. And they may not come in first, but they sort of win just by participating. But Eddie the Eagle is my number one. Nice. Good nice. pick. Nice. Good pick. All right. and, nice. and I can say, yeah, um, all that work you put in, Troy, really helps because you guys should see him walk away. Yeah. <laughs> That's an awesome song. Oh, hey. <laughs> well, who wants How to fun. go through some uh, 
some honorable mentions. I'm Sammy, run, run through your list. Yeah, let's go. <laughs> uh, I mean, I could go on forever, but I'm just going to give you some. Uh, obviously, Creed, The Creed, mm-hmm. uh, 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 Rocky Two, which I like, Million Dollar Baby, which I think is underrated. I know. It's, oh my God! Yes, that good movie one. Makes me cry. It really does. Yeah. Uh, especially when Mark Helgenberger's nude in the bar. Um, <laughs> rookie. Uh, <laughs> Or no, it's Francis Fisher, my bad. Or somebody. Or some, it's Francis Farmer, maybe. No, Francis Fisher. Francis Fisher. Francis Fisher. <laughs> Fish taco? Anyway. Um, Burgess Meredith. Burgess Meredith. Stickman. Stickman. <clears throat> uh, Pride of the Yankees, which, again, that's a personal thing. That movie's yeah. very cheesy, but I love it. Rudy, Troy, I totally agree. But two that I really want to mention, that uh, three that I really want to mention that I think are amazing and could have made my list easily. Uh the natural, which I love. It's about oh, the movie. Yeah. That was an honorable mention of mine. I love uh, that film. Bad News Bears, which I think is maybe the perfect sports film ever made. Most yes. perfect. And I'm talking about the 1976 Bad News Bears. Mm-hmm. Easily the, the maybe one of the greatest performances ever by child actors and by Walter Matthau, period. And last but certainly not least, one that I think is underrated. It had, a, it had its moment. But that's Dennis Quaid in The Rookie, man. That movie rocks. Oh my god, I that love that movie. 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 It's yeah. so good. That is a really good film. He's pitching and good. his dad's there. Mm. Yep. Yeah. That's so what good. about Angels in the Outfield? Well, they, they they hit those guys and knock the racism out of them. <laughs> <laughs> Does anybody else have what any about honorable Henry mentions? Rolling Gardner uh, trips on that ball and breaks his arm and rookie of the year. We're talking about rookie of the year. Okay. No. Well, uh, so just well, I have have one honorable mention, and it's only because I love Cooper Gooding Jr. Um, Radio. Not really a true sports movie, but I thought you were going to say Gladiator. No. Or, or what is it, Jerry Maguire? Jerry Maguire. Is that a sports movie? It is. No. Radio is just another one of those underdog stories that just really hit you in the heart, and the scene where his you know his mom passes away. Yeah, you know, oh, good stuff. Anyway, right. please continue. No, no, no. Um, so again, full disclosure, we were talking about films that, uh, <laughs> as alpha males, make our eyeballs sweat. None of us cry. We don't do that. Yeah. Uh, well, thinking back on the natural, and I thought to myself about balls, and I thought to myself, yeah, when Robert Redford he rips his side because of that shot, but he does that because he trips over Wilford Brimley's balls going to first. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True. <laughs> True. Diabetes. Um, diabetes. All right. Let's talk about Don Lee real quick. Uh, I I know Brad, Sammy have seen a lot of Don Lee films. Obviously, John has because he dresses like him. <laughs> Jose, you're the only one that I don't know. Like this how John and not Don. John dressing like Don. Don dresses like John. That, OK, yes. good point. Good point. <laughs> But Jose, where where do you where do you land on on Don Lee in terms of his filmography? Have you have you only seen like stuff that um, I, that we talk about that we talk about? Yes, <laughs> uh, that would be that would be a yes. I, I will say this that I watched uh, Train to Busan, which I think is oh. is when he sort of punctured the pop culture zeitgeist of both. Yeah. you know, overseas and here. Yeah. Um, and I remember specifically watching that movie and his sort of uh, powerful presence and appearance. And I thought to myself, if they remake this, 
they've got to cast Russell Crowe because he's like the Korean Russell Crowe. Uh, um, and then, uh, you know, I think there was something way. that was on Netflix, I think. Um, it it might have been The Outlaws or it might have been the first of the movies where he's the detective. That's The Outlaws. It, That's yeah. The Outlaws. The Outlaws. Okay. Um, I saw that. And then, you know, you guys just talking about some of his other films, The Roundup, um, you know, yeah. But that's I'm probably not as a huge enthusiast. I love him. I think he's amazing, especially in a crowded Korean market that sort of favors the boy band looking like makeup wearing pretty Korean boy. Mm -hmm. Um, It's nice to see somebody of his body type and stature and looks. I think he's I think he's gorgeous, but just that, you know, Agreed. he's a successful Korean actor, you know? Okay. Well, thank you, Jose. I appreciate that. <laughs> oh. Yes. He uh, you know, I, I will say that he reminds me of my favorite kind of action actors, and uh that's the guys that are both stoic and charismatic. And he has that and at you know, he he has the Charles Bronson, he has the Clint Eastwood ability, he has all those things. Yeah. And I think that's, that's what that's, yeah, Charles Bronson, that's the one I always identify his demeanor, his role, his presence yeah. um, a lot with. Like, you know, here he's, he's, you look at him so unassuming, but man, he's, he's got something for you if you're not careful. He's got something. Yeah. Blammo. So, uh, and Brad, I, I, I think you've seen just as many Don Lee films as I have. Maybe, maybe I've seen a few extra ones, but I know you've gone pretty deep in the filmography, right? You, yeah. You've, you've influenced me to go and see a lot of his filmography. Uh, you know, the boys outlaws, unstoppable. What's the, the devil, the bad guys. Oh, the, the, the cop, the gangster and the devil. I yeah, think or yeah. something like that. Yeah, that's, that's the other one that I saw. I was about to say I watched one that has like three names in the title. Yeah, but yeah I like that one a lot. Unstoppable is a great one. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's. I mean, he he's unique because like we're used to like someone like Jackie Chan or Donnie uh, Donnie Yen, really fast, really you know, the speed is theirs. His is strength, and when he fights people, sometimes you just get a big old hand of the face slap and it's it's really awesome yes i i think he has the best grown man bitch slap another man (laughs) and and they just go flying it's amazing you'll never get out of it easy guys am i the only one that's still seeing startup has anybody else seen startup i saw that yeah startup (laughs) with that weird haircut he's very different in startup but it has a twist oh yeah i won't say for those who haven't seen it i think it's on amazon prime you can see it there it's really good Really, he's really come to prominence. Really taken on his his Don Linus with the Masuk Do. Uh, I guess that's how you say it. Masuk Do. Is, is, am I am I am I doing that correctly? Is uh, it Madang? Madang. Oh, oh Suk Dong yeah. Man. Isn't that uh, his real name? Siok. 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 Yeah. There we go. See. So uh, he, he, that character is. Well, he'll have a third film, right? He'll have a trilogy. Well, the third one just came out this year. They're doing a fourth one. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So wow. He, these movies for the next 10 years and probably do quite well. Yeah. So just a, a quick little history. Um, if you, if you didn't hear us talk about him before, go back to episode 64. We talk about the outlaws. Um, that's the first time we exercised the Don Lee legal agreement. Um, <laughs> but a, a little bit of background on him. So he was born March 1st, 1971. So, you know, today's, uh, 52, right? Um, he, under his westernized name, Don Lee, and before he turned to acting, 
He was the personal trainer of mixed martial artist Mark Coleman and Kevin Randleman. So that's mm. what he was doing before acting. Now, his first acting credit uh, is a film called Heaven's Soldiers from 2005, according to IMDb. If you go to Wikipedia, they will reference something called Dance with the Wind from 2004, which I think he has a small cameo or something in that. But keep in mind, he was aged 34 when he started his acting career. So a right. little, little bit later, he gained international notice, Jose, to your point, with Train to Busan, which was only back in 2016. So yeah. that's when, you know, his name and everything just sort of hit the stratosphere on an international level. And his big budget American project was in a Marvel film, 2021's The Eternals. Yeah. So <laughs> everyone immediately forgot. Uh, not, not me. I've seen it like four times. Yeah, I love it. He, Everyone besides Jose immediately <laughs> forgot. <laughs> I did not forget. I, I might actually defend the Eternals a little bit. Um, right. So, and, and John, help me out here. So he, as an actor in terms of Korea is probably the most famous right now. If you think about films in 2023, the Roundup, No Way Out, which was the third installment of this sort of detective series, is the top grossing movie in Korea right now. And yep. and and we say top, I mean, number two is way far behind. Yeah. So this one just is like gangbusters and they're they're cranking out pretty much one a year. And he has his yeah. own production company and everything else. Yeah, Don Lee is is, is Korea's most bankable star right now. And um, you, you know, anyone who's been listening to all these episodes where I'm on, I, I will always say it, right? Korea for, you know, whatever gotten to them, they've been pumping out some A plus quality stuff over the last few years. And Don Lee is really leading the charge, especially with the outlaw, the roundup outlaws. I mean, just man, he's, he's number one. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the one other thing is we're, we're talking about a film he did in 2018 called champion which is an arm wrestling movie. And, and for all intent and purpose, it's, it's pretty much a remake of Over the Top, the Sylvester Stallone film. Uh, but here, here's some interesting information about Don Lee. He has been an amateur arm wrestler since 2008. And he became the president of the Korea Arm Wrestling Federation in 2018 when this film came out. So um, this, is, this is him in action. And so he... He actually uh, has sort of lived this a little bit. Uh, I had yeah. no idea. It's biographical. Wow. Not, yeah. not necessarily biographical. I mean, I'm sure they borrow some tidbits of information because um, I think he has dual citizenship. And he, if I remember correctly, again, John, keep me honest. He actually studied, was it in Ohio over here? Did he go to college yep. in Ohio? Yep. Okay. So, yeah. Um, and, and if you ever see an interview with him, his English is fantastic. It's way better than Sylvester Stallone's English. So, um, <laughs> which is probably why this movie is a little bit better than over the top. But before we get there, we're going to take Anyone a drink motor oil in this movie, Troy. <laughs> no, that, okay. It's missing that part, but, um, okay. We're doing vendors, Troy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to talk about 2018's champion. So stay tuned. Time for refreshment, refreshment for your enjoyment. There's hot, fresh popcorn. Tempting, delicious hot dogs, and so many kinds of ice cream. And of course, 
sparkling, delicious, ice-cold Coca-Cola for everybody at the refreshment counter now. Remember, your favorite snack will taste especially good with world-famous ice-cold Coca-Cola. His name is Rocky. His whole life was a million-to-one shot. My father, he says to me, you weren't born much of a brain, you know, so uh, you better start using your body so I become a fighter. Rocky, the most popular film of our time, winner of the Academy Award for Best Picture of the Year, is back. Sylvester Stallone in Rocky, rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. Brad, we, we have a short list of films out of 170 episodes. This is episode 170 that I think uh, we get a lot of feedback where people are like, I had no idea this movie existed. Thank you for introducing me to that film. Um, stuff like what? Brigsby Bear. Uh, Love and Monsters. Love and Monsters. The Man Who Can Feel No Pain. Um, stuff like that, right? We, mm-hmm. we get emails and stuff like that. I'm hoping this becomes one of those Pantheon films where people are like, I've never heard of this thing before. And they go check it out and they instantly fall in love with it. I've seen this a few times. Um, I know John has seen it a few times. Jose, was this the first time watch for you? Yep. First time watch. Sammy, this is, you've seen it a couple of times. Okay. And I know Brad has seen it a couple of times. So if it's okay, I want to give it to the new guy, the, the, our experts in all sports films and, and things of sport, Jose, Sport performers, yes. Sport performers, right. Jose, I, I just want to get your your take here and have you lead us down um, this journey of reviewing and talking about uh, Donnelly and Champion. So so kick us off. Well, this is this will be interesting. <clears throat> um, you know, honestly, I uh, I had over the top in 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 my mind watching this, beginning to watch this, and and you know, he even has that kind of like his his eyes are almost Stallone-esque in some ways as well. Uh, so unfortunately, um, there's a lot of predictability to this story and it's kind of cliched, um, but there, it gets injected with some interesting sort of class elements or even just the, the sort of diversity of, of the Korean people and how people are looked upon differently depending on their accents or their class status in some ways. Um, and then they inject his personal story about, you know, uh, the fact that he's adopted. And then these sort of larger questions come up about like, well, who really are your parents, right? If you are adopted, are those people really your parents? What are your biological parents? Who are they? Um, but what's, sort of curious is that they throw that in there. Um, but it's still very much a serviceable kind of like cliched film, like over the top. Um, and in spite of all of that, 
I found myself very much enjoying it. Um, there are two very, very adorable kids that are in this movie that, I mean, I literally was like, I would like to fly over there and kidnap the kids and doing a raising whoa, Arizona. Whoa, 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 no, bring you, <laughs> not kid. No, no kidnapping. That's I know. Okay. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. They were so cute, though. So adorable. I agree, um, but let's not kidnap children, Jose. <laughs> that is against the law. As an attorney, you should know that. I, I know. Um, but you know, some of the some of the bad guys are kind of caricatures. His brother, who I just kept looking at and thinking, like, it's John Cho. It's Korean John Cho. You know. <laughs> um, uh, but even with again, even with all of that, he Don Lee is a blast to watch. I mean, just some of the quiet moments where there's like, you know, the little comedy bits that he has, um, even something as simple as he's on a vibrating bed that, you know, he's trying to turn off and it's going like different speeds or, you know, his brother is like, oh, you got to try this chair this massage chair and he's like, I don't do that. And then the next shot is of him being like, I'm falling asleep in it. Um, he's really great in it. And, and just, you know, very, very charismatic, even if he's doing the stoic kind of like push people around and stuff. And, uh, uh, I, I don't know. I, I had a blast with it. Um, and, and I would say that it's probably better than over the top just because I've tried to watch over the top in the past, and unfortunately, I have had to cut it off at certain points because it's just so like eye rolling and, you know, what have you. But um, and I, I like the delicacy with which they handled um, the sort of adopting thing and the, and the woman that he sort of believes is his sister. And then there's a reveal. I appreciated that somebody this tough ends up getting very, very emotional and and sort of doesn't know what to do with his feelings, you know, because he's oh. conflicted. He's stuck with, you know, this brother who's pretty much just using him. And then, you know, this family that may or may not be his family. And then there's, and then comes up the other big emotional triad, which is, you know, throw the, throw the match and we'll make all of this money. And he just can't bring himself to do it. And um, yeah, it's a, uh, it's a, well, wrong show. It's a complete watch. Um, it's a it's a great movie, and he's great in it. And I would definitely watch it again. Okay. <laughs> I, can I say that I, I I would I wonder how the PR would handle the spin when they find out he's sleeping with his quote unquote sister, and they'd be like, <laughs> oh no no no, she's not actually his sister. Oh, <laughs> there you go. I mean, Game of Thrones did. That's yeah. a PR nightmare. That, that is <laughs> true. Gosh. So, Sammy, how did how did viewing number two go for you? I think viewing number two went better than viewing number one. I think one of the problems I had with viewing number one was I felt like there's almost like one too many storylines in here. The movie is a little clunky. It is definitely, um, and I mean that in the best way, um, and it is definitely a bit on the nose, but this is what a great star does for a movie this is similar to me what made uh troy's gonna love this what made top gun maverick a watchable film for me i don't think top gun maverick's that great of a movie but you take if you take tom cruise out of it i don't think it's a good movie at all but tom cruise is so great as tom cruise that it makes it makes it worth every minute and i think that's what don lee does with a lot of his films um i tend to like his more overly violent super cop stuff that's sure. where my heart. <laughs> Although Me I do, too. 
I do and I did enjoy, and I know Troy watched it recently. There's one uh, erotic thriller in his. Uh, oh man, a, yeah, it's a it's a bit of a bizarre uh, film. <laughs> he plays an evil psychopath on this island that feels. I mean, it feels like a Michael Douglas film from the '90s. Yeah. Um, tons of sex <laughs> and everything else. What is this else. called? I need it in my eyeballs. Uh, what Deep is this Trap, called? I think, is Deep Ooh. Trap. Yeah, the Blu Ray. Heard in high school. Yeah, <laughs> it, it's crazy. No, it's it has one of these storylines right out of a, a '90s erotic thriller, and Don Lee plays this just <clears throat> totally crazy psychopath that uh, that is obsessed with this this woman. Charismatic, um, incredibly charismatic. Is that the word? Yeah, and no, but I mean, you're you're going, man. I, I love Don Lee, but Don Lee is super scary in this role because he's so charismatic, yeah. um, and and that's what makes it so effective. Like you 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 want to like him, but at the same time, you're like somebody's got to stop this guy. It's crazy. It's really good. Nice. And I think what this film does, you know, we kind of talked about this when we talked about our top three films and stuff. This film it hits on all the sports tropes. It. He has a very complicated and heartbreaking relationship with his mother. He has, and the, some of that stuff's uh, very well done. I just feel like if there's one thing that the film maybe doesn't need, and maybe correct me if I'm wrong, you guys might feel differently because they do add some comedy to the film. I don't know if you really need the combo character. I don't know if you really need him. I think was enough, but. You know, that's me. I feel like, you know, they could have made punch the heavy and, you know, just work your way up to punch. But combo's kind of just like he's kind of just there and he kind of just becomes a cheerleader for Mark. He's he's kind of it. It feels like they're trying to tap into that Apollo Creed character where it starts as a nemesis. But then he befriends him to go after the the big bad guy towards the punch, end. Punch. Yeah. yeah. And combo at <laughs> the place combo. He's good. I mean, there's nothing wrong, and his two his two uh, kind of uh, goons are pretty great too. They're pretty pretty funny. Yeah, <laughs> that real touching moment on the beach, the charity arm wrestling match, and he yeah. he beats Combo, and then they have the fun moments with the kids, and it's very family oriented. All that stuff really works. Uh, that's what Don Lee brings that you know only certain actors can bring. I think he brings a a sense of. Uh, there's a sense of softness to him underneath that exterior. And I don't know. I don't know how he portrays that, but he just really does. There's that great scene with the little girls checking his big hand out, you know? <laughs> yeah. You know, when she's a teenager, she'll think differently of that hand. <laughs> but as a, as oh my a kid, God. <laughs> <laughs> yes. You continue to just derail this thing. <laughs> with those, go on. <laughs> for myself that I said that <laughs> I'm like turning red over here uh anyway never mind but there is a sweet moment where she's like you know you know she calls him a beast a lot and things like that and I love those moments with him and the kids they're really sweet they're really touching and honestly I think the relationship between him Mark and Sujin or Sujin I guess that's how Sujin yeah Sujin uh, that actress, I think she does a really good job. She was in uh, Minari and yeah. uh, uh, really, oh, un- yeah, really underrated Korean film. A lot of people didn't see Sea Fog, which is really good. And uh, if you haven't seen Sea Fog, check out Sea Fog. Um, but she uh, she was really good in the film, and I didn't love the Jinky uh, character that much. He's almost 
he's one of these. I, I was recently watching Black Hat again, uh, and I was watching it on 4K. And, you know, these pretty boy Asian actors that they put in films, they really sometimes get on my nerves. <laughs> <laughs> Is it because you have mixed feelings? Yeah, I mean, I don't know if that's the case. I, I just don't. There's something about uh, is it Quan Yul or Yul Quan? How do you, I guess it would be Yul Quan? Uh, uh, yeah, I guess Yul Quan. There's something about his face that is. Remember when you guys were talking about uh, Dane uh, Dahan or whatever his name is? Dane Dahan. Oh, yeah. That's, I was that's the most offended. Punchable. Face. He has a punchable face. You want to see <laughs> no, that face and punch not. him? Yes, you, Brad. Yeah. Brad, I, I'd punch. Yeah. I mean, not a. So let me ask this: Does Jinky have a punchy, punchy face? No, because no, he looks look like, like John Cho. I don't want to punch John no, Cho because he doesn't look like Dane. He's no, fine. he actually looks like Glenn. Oh, jeez! <laughs> what <laughs> makes me want to punch him more? <laughs> wow, he's got a wow punchy face. That's the new not a bomb slogan. Punchy face. That actor punchy has a punchy, punchy face. face. <laughs> got a punchy face. Um, <laughs> but I think the acting is really good. But I agree with. Jose in some regards. I don't think this is a perfect movie by no stretch of the imagination. And I don't agree with Jose in one other regard. I don't think this is better than over the top, but that's because <laughs> top is, is a moment in time that will never, that, that'll never happen again. Nor, nor should it. Let's just, <laughs> <laughs> nor should it, but thankfully it did. Okay. Uh, Thank. Okay. <laughs> Lincoln Hawk lives on forever. Ah, so, unfortunately, but yes, go ahead. Hey, Mike. Hey, Mike. Anyway, um, that's my Stallone impersonation. Sorry, not bad. Yeah, the uh, I I love that movie for its cheesiness. I love this movie more for its emotional core, and I think that's where this movie really flourishes is, is in the family elements. And I don't know. The one thing I will say, again, I did say Yoquan has this punchable face. He does have a nice character arc. It's not an original character arc, but it's a nice character arc. Yeah. yeah. And it pays off well. Again, this movie is hitting every beat. It also has, for the record, I'm going to say this, the most obscene barbell I have ever seen in a film. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I and mean, in the workout montage. <laughs> See, this is like the kind of barbell you look for on Pornhub. <laughs> <laughs> what? There's a funny story about that. So I guess um, oh. when when was Rampage with The Rock? Uh, was that around the same time? Was that 2018 or? Yeah. So apparently, in in one of the press, somebody goes, "Hey, uh, Dwayne, have you seen this guy?" And they're showing him that clip from Champion of. Goes, "Hey, do you want to do an arm wrestle or take this guy on?" So they had. They had a little public exchange going back and forth um, between those two, okay. which was kind of it was friendly. It wasn't rivalry thing, but even the Rock was like, "Oh my God, look at look at that arm! It's it's ridiculous because of um, him and that that dumbbell is crazy." The only thing that is almost close to as obscene as that barbell is the arm wrestling trophy he wins. Oh, <laughs> oh that yeah. trophy is amazing! That trophy that awesome. was that was from Pornhub. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Had the fist and everything. Yeah, I've seen world champions. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've seen that video. Oh, anyway, uh, but no, the I I love the elements of this film, and I think they work for even as cheesy as it is. The bad guys are really cartoonish. Punch is incredibly cartoonish. I mean, he may as well be out of a Street Fighter game. 
Yes. Um, you know, this, this stuff is just silly, but the kids are so, I agree with Jose. The kids are so cute and so touching. And so they act so well in this film. Um, even if the film does resort to, you know, fart jokes and everything else. Oh my God. The kid farting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. There is bathroom humor in here, but I laugh every time it happens. We've all been there. Yeah. You know, we've all, yes, we have. (laughs) (laughs) Go poop, go poop. But um, I think, you know, one of the other things I find interesting about this film and see if you can, guys can explain this to me. Why do they decide to go to English sometimes? Is it to show Don Lee's acting chops or to show his maybe sellability or? Well, I, I sort of had brought up that there is this theme running through it of, of judging people from like where they're from. Um, so he's American. Um, the, the woman who has the shop they're they're talking to her about changing her accent so she can relate to people. The mobsters are like, you know, or the gamblers are sort of like, oh, you're low class, this and that or whatever. And so I just think, I, I don't know. I, I question that too, why he suddenly goes to like American, but he's supposed to be the outsider here in some ways. Well, it, so it's, I, it's the only thing I could think of. No, it, it's actually based in um, some reality uh, for Korean Americans born um, in Korea, come to America, but you know they still study Korean. I mean, um, every language. Um, those of you who study foreign languages knows there's just certain words that there there's there is no word in that home language. Um, so you know, uh, for those who have studied, um, you know, they tell you the way you master languages because you think in that language, right? But sometimes, you know, when you're just trying to get something out, you just default to what you would say. Mark's case, English, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because when he does speak English, it's an emotional moment. Yeah, it's 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 him exactly. reverting back to he can't express himself, so he goes back to express and use the words that he's familiar with. Exactly. Um, because there there is a bit of a running joke where he can't understand sometimes what people are saying. Um, simply because it's a different dialect or to, to John's point, he's like, Oh, I, I, I don't, un, I don't know that Korean word, even though I may have grown up in Koreatown or, or have studied it right. and tried to keep it going. Yep. Yeah. But no, I enjoyed my second watch of champion. I really did. And, uh, you know, this is one that I can, if it's on, which it wouldn't be like, this is not one that's going to play on rotation or on any channel or anything. And not like I watch any live TV anymore. Anyway, there's <laughs> any of us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah right but uh if 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 you know if i was to be at uh, one of your all's homes and you guys had this on i'd just you know i'd curl up and just sit there and watch it with you guys okay and we'd have <laughs> make it happen troy <laughs> all right well i hey i'm gonna kick it over to you john um what what's your i don't know how many times you've seen this film i think you said you watched it a couple of times this week alone right oh yeah um number one it's a great movie um watched it with the wife and son and for me there was a lot of relatable elements to it right um you know those who have seen me troy brad i mean you've all seen me i'm not your typical korean right i am i'm a i'm a beast kind of like you know mark's character was right and part of his background is you know he always felt alone a lot well that's kind of how i felt because being in a military family you're moving every three or four years right you lose your friends you have to make new friends you're kind of left alone a lot right so you try to find something to think what you're you're you know really good at and really go for 
Um, I, I got to say this when, when John makes that comment, we just recently um, celebrated my daughter's 21st birthday, John and me and everybody else. So John's background is a bouncer as well. And to this ah. day, when we go to a bar, John will position himself at a strategic place within said bar, cross his arms and just watch. And even <laughs> to this day, people will come up and ask him where the bathroom is. And he starts helping. I mean, so every time I watch this film and I see that sequence of uh, Don Lee, who's supposed to be on night out in the town and his buddy's getting drunk. Right. And he's just over in the corner with arms crossed and people are going up like, Hey, where, where's the bathroom? That is exactly what happens to John every time we go out. So <laughs> that's amazing. <clears throat> yeah, it was pretty funny. And uh, oddly enough, that's <clears throat> awesome. Excuse me. <laughs> um, my wife, uh, who is Korean, she was adopted, right? So for her, she could relate on a lot of levels of that trying to understand, oh ma, you know, why didn't you want me? You know, um, and oddly enough, the character's name, Sujin, uh, well, that's my wife's real Korean name, Sujin, Sujin Kim. Um, huh. So, you know, the comedy aspects of it, uh, Jose, uh, before I get to the comedy part of it, uh, you touched on a lot of it, right? Um, what I love about this film is it touches upon a lot of the subtle undertones of Korean culture. Um and I, and I'm not trying to say that negatively in that, yes, classism, right? Um, there's a scene where he's in the elevator and he points to, to you. He's pointing, okay? In Korea, that's really rude, right? That's like giving mm. the finger. And then later on in the movie, you know, uh, Jin Ki goes, how dare she point her finger at me, right? So there is that, that, that classism there thing going on. Um, what I also love, yes, the kids, they're, they're, awesome they're amazing but they just reinforced um a lot of those korean stereotypes like even when they're that young <clears throat> we're confrontational <laughs> us koreans we like to argue for some reason or another right they're arguing at the bus stop they're arguing about chicken or whatever um but you know, to the point of why this movie is great um and i mentioned it earlier on um in the show is that there was a lot of emotional relation relating <clears throat> relationship uh relating to the character on not just mark's characters jin ki um sujin um his mom um yeah there was there was actually a time where i actually had to get up and walk out on like our second or third watch with the with the wife and the kid um because that scene brought memories back to when my mom had passed away right mm. so they really did good with that um and, and the comedy part i loved it i loved it because troy um before we really got to know each other right um i i don't know if it was in your thought process but you probably looked over like man look at that guy he, I, I don't want to talk to him he's too scary looking right but once you get to talk to me you, you understand just how like funny it can be, right? How great it can be. I first appearance, you did not look like a teddy bear at all, especially <laughs> when my first interactions with you are yelling, you just watching you just being like yelling at your daughter for not stealing second or something. I was just like, Holy cow, what's going on over there? Um, are they from North Korea? What's <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, yeah, you're a big teddy bear. I, you, you do. I mean, it's not hyperbole. I, 
when I see the Don Lee character, it, it reminds me so much of you just simply because you have the same mannerisms and um, you yeah. look intimidating, but you come off as a big teddy bear once, right. once you get around you. So exactly, exactly. And um, you know, there's, like I said, and what was funny about some of the comedy is that it, it, it also, it is meant to liven the film up, make you laugh, but it, it is very true about Korean culture, right? We're like that little chihuahua, like, yep, 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 yep. But the minute a big dog barks, you know, like he's just standing there and those two thugs come back by after he kicks their butt earlier on and they just go, oh, 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 so sorry. And they leave, right? <laughs> he walks yeah. out, he taps on the car window. The guy goes, uh, we're lost. <laughs> like, what's going on? And some of it, like I said, it's so funny how it happens because there's a scene in the movie where a uh, Korean driver, we're assholes on the roads. So, you know, <laughs> just get it out there right now. Um, guy cuts off, you know, Sujin and starts yelling at her. Cause she, you know, she's not driving the way he expects. And then, you know, he's like going off on her. And then next, thing you know, Don Lee gets out and the guy, he goes, Oh, oh you know, he's talking about the kids. <laughs> and it reminded me, that there was a time I drove my wife back then we were dating to college and I got to an accident completely my fault. I rear-ended this kid. And as I was making sure he, she was all right. I look out of my windshield and I see the guard like throw his door open, right? Take his cigarette out and throw it on the ground. And he gets out of the car, getting all huffy and puffy. So I just opened my car door and just like Don Lee, I just stood up and started walking. And he went from like, I'm going to kick your ass to, Oh my God, you guys. Okay. You guys all right? You guys need anything? <laughs> um, it, it was the same thing. So there was a lot of relatable emotional moments from, you know, just growing up uh, a certain way to losing your mom to, um, to my day. I regret this because I still have not been back to Korea since my mom had passed. I haven't seen my side of that family since I was one. But then the comedy comes and helps bring it back to a little bit more, you know, Hey, you know, yeah, we got you a little bit on the emotion, but we're going to make you laugh a little bit. And the story while, yeah, it gets a little drawn out, a little wonky. I think at the dead center of it all is what people really need to look at this movie. And especially Mark and understand is like, that's a champion, right? He worked so hard to get back. This is his last shot. He's not going to compromise his character right just to make money if he wins he wins if he loses he loses and he can go home being happy knowing where he was at and again it's one of those movies that at the end man it, it was just amazing that feeling i got seeing mark you know just that last pull down right and just he just takes punch out and just seeing them walk into the next stadium it, it was to me this is a movie a lot of folks should watch if you have not seen don lee this is definitely a good starter um, because it just shows you a range from a guy a big he's a big dude right and you know to the to little girl's credit once you get used to his ugly face you understand <laughs> just how awesome he is right this movie is awesome my wife loved it she loved the comedy she loved the emotional aspect of it she loved all the characters uh, and again her being an adoptee um it, she related so much to it and my son bishop after the movie and we had some discussion about it and life in korea and how that stuff he got to learn a little bit more about 
his his culture, his background, which was, you know, sometimes imme- immeasurable when you get to do that. Yeah. All right, Brad, how'd awesome. your how'd your new viewing go? Yeah, it's hard for me to to think about a film where your your central character is so much on display and and you get to just kind of see what it's like for someone to essentially carry a film. Um, not that people are bad in this that aren't Don Lee, but he has just got something. And uh, we, we talk about uh, Orlando Bloom and Dane DeHaan, these people that like the film is good despite those guys. Yeah. We've had a few of those movies lately. Yeah. This is like the exact opposite of that. This is like the inverse of that, where the film is pretty good. But when you add the emotional weight that Don Lee brings to it, and and when you're judging him just by the way he looks and the journey you go on to the very, not last scene, not when he's walking out into the stadium, but when he's giving the speech and like the pure emotion that you see, like, it's insane that the range that he has from going from first scene is this stoic um, bouncer to the end where he's crying um, about his mother. The way they get there is pretty fascinating and really feels earned. We were talking earlier about cheapness in, in sports films and, oh, we have to kill somebody to make it feel, to give it more stakes. Um, you know, they're all true underdog stories. He's not an underdog in this movie. He's, uh, yes, Punch is like a big guy, but like you look at Don Lee, you're like, that guy's not an underdog, but he's got all this uh, other emotional weight that essentially is is, is playing into his underdog story. Um, but physically he is not an underdog. Um, you know, it's got a lot of things I like, you know, Don Lee for one. I love, I love to gamble. I love sports gambling. I love, <laughs> I was watching this film today and I was like, I got to get into my bets for Monday night football. I got that. I started itching like, cause I hadn't made them yet. That's so. called an addiction, Brad. There's an 800 no, number for it. It's, it's fun. And, uh, I, I keep it limited. Um, but I only, you know, I didn't gamble for like 12 hours and i was starting to shake a little bit so maybe you know, maybe it was a little bit of addiction going on uh but the the way that don lee can carry a film which this is this is not outlaws it's not roundup it's completely different it's way more emotional um even as a non-native speaker i get really emotional when he starts talking about his mother and and in the journey that he goes on. I, I mean, I feel like if you can't, if you watch the end of this and he's up there giving that speech and it doesn't resonate with you at, at, at any emotional level, like he might be dead inside. Um, <laughs> it's really, it's really powerful. And again, like I said, he's this stoic bouncer at the beginning. And at the end, he's like giving this Oscar worthy speech and, I, I think, you know, if you ever wanted to showcase someone as like kind of all their talents, this is the film. Like he's even got a little fight scene where, you know, he's not your typical, you know, Jackie Chan fighter. He's more of a brawler and he just grabs dudes and throws them around. And 
like I said, he like bitch slaps him. Um, but you know, it's, it's nice to see this big teddy bear side of him too, with the kids. And like, there are a lot of subplots that maybe don't need to be in here, but at the end of the day, like it's just a showcase for Don Lee to essentially flex on this movie. And that's what he does. And it, it really is like a pantheon sports film for me now. Um, I get, it doesn't have the characters of say over the top punch is not drinking motor oil combo is okay, <laughs> but you know, it, it still works for me. And I, I, I get more enjoyment every time I see it. Mm. Okay. Yeah. I, I don't think, I mean, you guys have hit on everything. I think I feel about the movie. Um, Jose and Sammy, I, I think you do a really good job of kind of, highlighting the fact that there's nothing original in this film. It, it really borrows from the Rocky template from every sports film template and just kind of goes, here's the outline. You are not going to be surprised by the ending. Like where the, where the, if you read the synopsis of the film and where it starts and where it goes, you know exactly where it's going to go. There are no surprises whatsoever on here from a story perspective. However, the, what will surprise you I think is the acting in this film and some of the scenes. I, I, I don't know if it's clunky or if it has too many subplots, but I do know I wouldn't take anything out of the film because it would mean I wouldn't see Don Lee in that situation. Uh, okay. Hmm. I see where you're going with that. I think the scenes yeah. I don't like are the scenes with Don Lee, not in them. I, I would agree <laughs> with that. Yeah. And there's very few, I mean, he's, he's just about an almost every scene. But even for every subplot that exists that kind of centers around him, I I wouldn't take it away because that gives me a chance to see Don Lee um, deal with that scenario and those characters because he's going back and forth between dealing with the, you know, the competitors, the kids, the sister, um, his sort of pseudo brother. Uh, And, and, you know, I got to be honest. I mean, the outlaws was, was the movie that was like, Oh my gosh, who is this guy? And I started going through his filmography, and I, I really l- liked his action films. Um, and The Outlaws for me is is you know a heavy hitter. I mean, it's top tier action film in general for me, and and I I love that entire series. This though, this is the movie that made me a Don Lee fan, one hundred percent, because you saw his charisma and charm on full display. And then, oh my goodness, he can act. 100% he can act. And, you know, I I agree with you. Over the Top is just, it's this 80s film that should never be replicated because I don't think you can. Um, (laughs) It is is composed of everything that is horrible but also great about 80s films. Brad and I were texting today, like, who's the worst kid? You know, Mike from Over the Top or um, the kid from Blind Fury because they're both little shits. And you... (laughs) And you want to see somebody run over them. Um, but at the same time, it you know, over the top has just this goofiness. Yeah, you want to see him get gauged from Pet Cemetery. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Like pick him up off the street with a spatula. I went to semi to run over Mike in over the top like many times. But and I just talked about kidnapping. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I well, they're, they're full on. Yeah, the I mean, they're, shitty, they're shitty kids. So they just, yeah, <laughs> it's not, not those. You can't kidnap the cute little kids, but you can run over the, the asshole kids. 
talk about um, a language barrier. When Brad said that you want to see him get gauged. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> he was, he was referring to a pet cemetery, not anything yeah. else. Um, somewhere else. I'm like, what does that mean? Yeah. But, no, I mean, I think I, the kid's name is Gage in that movie. If I'm wrong, I'm going to be. No, you're right. It was. Wrong. You're right. <laughs> so the, uh, this is how I, I have no problem recommending this film to anybody. And as a matter of fact, I would say. If you come across this thing, I think you're going to fall in love with it. And, and you're definitely going to fall in love with Don Lee. You're, you're going to want to see more of his movies, 100%. When, when we were watching this, um, trying to get my... Because the minute I say Don Lee and Tabitha's like, oh, an action film. I'm like, no, it's not an action film. It's, it's something different. And she's like, okay. Because she, she does not have the um, passion that I do for watching people get slapped around or kicked in the face. She likes her period pieces. Um. <laughs> So I'm like, hey, we're going to watch Don Lee in an arm wrestling movie. And you should have seen the eye roll just like, no, no. And it's on a Friday night, which after a week of teaching, she, no matter what we put in 10 minutes into it, she's asleep. Right. So here, here is the true test of how good this film is. Not only did she stay awake for the whole film, which has happened maybe two times in, in the, uh, I don't know, 23 years we've been married. Um, so this is one of those, but at the end of it, she was going, Holy cow. I don't know what's wrong with me. It's not the time in the month, but why am I so emotional? And she's crying. She's like, this movie got to me and I didn't expect it. She couldn't figure out. She goes, and she's like, I love those kids. Um, I, I was just rooting for him through the whole thing. And you get to that last speech and there's not a, there's not a dry eye in, in the, the movie room. Now, obviously Cameron and I, I, our, our eyeballs were sweating. We were not crying. She was crying. We did not cry. We just <laughs> had some sweat coming out, but, um, no, this, I mean, this film to me is yes, it's predictable. It's just a, a template of every other sports film out there. But the magic and the surprise is in Don Lee, and it's his in, it's his interaction with all these characters, especially those kids. They are, they are the cutest kids ever. But um, every scene to me that that he's in it, you're you're seeing you're seeing things you love about him, like him lifting up cars or dumb. But you get a whole training montage that you're like, okay, that's inhuman, but it's amazing. <laughs> and you get the mm. these comedy bits with the kids. You get this emotional drama with the sister. Uh, him just reading the emails from his mother that he just discovered is, is a gut punch. Uh, but man, it is, it is one of those films you root for him the whole way and you go, okay, this guy's a movie star. He is a bona fide movie star and I don't care what he's in. I'm going to watch it because he's in it. And there, there are very few actors or actresses. I would say that, but Don Lee is specifically one of those. I can't recommend this movie enough. Yeah. Yeah. I wholeheartedly agree. I mean, you talk about range. I mean, even the simplest things from a big, tough guy, bouncer to an an uncle, um, to actually being childlike, like, um, when they go out on Koreatown and he smells the bowl of soup, right. And he goes, Oh, what is that? (laughs) Do you really eat that? And next thing you know, he's down four bowls. Yeah. You know, we talk about the ostrich wing that he eats at that. The, oh the my first, god! Oh, at that buffet, biggest. that is ridiculous. Yeah. Oh no, no. So yeah. that's the thing. I don't know if you guys caught it. That wasn't a buffet. 
Yes, they snuck into a. They crashed a wedding reception. No, oh. uh, first well, year, oh. first year ceremony, one year old ceremony oh. for their kid. Oh, okay. Yeah, they snuck in, and then yeah, but yeah, they snuck in. He ate. God, I think I counted seven plates of uh, chop chay. He ate. Yeah. <laughs> and ridiculous. the guy was trying to grab. He grabs the bone. He's like, oh, 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 oh. But I believe but yeah. it. I mean, I believe those scenes with him. <laughs> he would eat that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean tied in the movie he, every you know that they, they kind of he's it's kind of a joke that runs throughout the film yeah, yeah but i mean for those who have not tried it uh jigay is awesome you should <laughs> eat some jigay uh troy if you ever want me to make you a bowl of uh, korean jigay let me know now if you're making anything it's kimbap yeah <laughs> but i like to have kimbap and jigay okay that's Shonda fine I, hey look if you're gonna do both i'm cool with that okay <laughs> One what of those. was he making? What was he making for the kids that they bit into and were like, oh, this little looked okay. like hamburger kind of thing, but so egg. That's actually kind of a take on what we actually eat in our house, um, which is diced up spam or ham, uh, scrambled eggs. Except he added a little bit of seaweed and a couple other ingredients I couldn't readily identify. But yeah, it was it was funny to see them eat it. <laughs> Like just, a, just something a, a weightlifter or something like give me all the protein give me all the things yeah, that have protein pretty in much it. pretty much what it was you know and yeah the montage was great you know he's he's sitting there tugging on that car um it inspired me i actually went down the street troy you know where it's at uh thompson's jeep mm-hmm. and i was trying to pull that jeep down off the ramp and then they called the cops so i had to get the hell out of there um, yeah uh, it, was, it was awesome somebody in the jeep waving at other people in jeep <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, real Jeeps. Real Jeeps, not phony Jeeps. Not those but Jeep no, Wranglers. I, I mean, I think everyone, it, it's really warming um, to hear everyone just rave about this film because, you know, it, it, it's hard to find a film where, you know, everyone just loves the character. Um, I, I can't, I mean, it, it, I always amazing. worried. I wanted to talk about this film for a while. Um, and there was one other person I, I hope uh, Will from the Gentleman's Guide gets a chance to watch this too, because this is one that I, as long as I've listened to the Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema, to me, this is one of those movies where it's like, yeah, this this to me is like a guy film. Um, I, I Now, I'm not saying if you're, if so you're not a guy. Of a guy. Yeah. Pussy. You, you will still enjoy <laughs> it. My wife loved it. But um, to me, this is just, I, I agree with Sammy. Like you, you get all of us together, you put this thing on. I think it'd be a fun watch. I, oh, I mean, yeah. and that's just it. I mean, going back to what Jose and I kind of kicked this off with saying is, I mean, I can say those things about the film. I mean, there's nothing, and I agree with Jose, there's nothing original here, but the acting and everything, this is what's, uh, this is what movies can be. They can yeah. be great and just be a derivative of a film you've already seen. And it really comes down to charm and acting and, and how a director handles it. Again, for me, it has one storyline too many, but it's not a bad film at all. It's a great film. It's a, it's a lot of fun to watch. It's not over long. Like, a, you know, sadly for me, like a lot of Korean films are, uh, they really, they like America. They do love that two hour. Oh, man. I, I appreciate this thing not being two and a half hours right now. I'm, I really appreciate all films that they're under two hours right now. It's nice and it's it's pretty it's uh, it's pretty tight. <laughs> I don't know why I'm saying that out loud and it's making me laugh because I'm afraid one of you guys are going to come back with a joke. That's probably why we're in that mode right now. But uh, <laughs> it's uh you know it just it it works. It it checks all the boxes. The boxes are there right from the get go. You yeah. read the synopsis like you said, Troy. You already know all the beats. 
And there's a few little fun moments in there that maybe might throw you a little bit off, but you know, all the beats pretty much, and it still works. That's, uh, that's pretty impressive. And that's, that's where my appreciation of Top Gun Maverick lies too. It lies in the same realm. It's, it's not that the film I think is bad in any way, shape or form. It's actually amazingly well done, but what makes it great is the fact that it has a true movie star. Yeah. yeah. I, hey, look, I, I'm not saying any of the films that we talked about at the beginning. Um, and, and that's why I asked that question too, about like the death in these sports films. Um, you know, do you like it? Is it, is it earned? Does it feel cheap? This, this movie feels authentic. And I, I love, the, I love sports films when you get to know the person and, and what makes it work is you're cheering for this person to actually succeed or even if they don't succeed, like go through the journey. You mm-hmm. and I always love these characters where the when the movie's over, you you're okay with the story being over, but you still want to hang out with that character. And right. and to your point, Sammy, I'm okay if it's derivative. It doesn't have to like break new barriers, um, show me something I've never seen before. You can take the same recipe, and as long as you have really good ingredients, I'm I'm still gonna like the final product. And to me, it's, it's a really good test of time when a movie like this ends and you're, you're going, I love the Mark character and I just want to keep hanging out with him. Yeah. yeah. This, this has all of Don Lee's strengths in it. It has the tough guy uh, persona. Yeah. It has the nice guy persona. It has his comedic touch. It's got everything that he can do really well is in yeah. here. Yeah. It has, it has this emotional level. I, I had not known was there. And he, yeah. man, does yeah. he deliver? Yeah, there's that the dramatic scene that. So he pretty much, if if there's a calling card for him for Hollywood films, you know, this is the movie. I mean, obviously, I like the super cop stuff more because, again, like I said, that's where my taste lie. But um, even in that, even in those films, though, he's he's a lot like this character, except a much more violent version of this character. But uh, he he can do all those things. He can do the emotional bits. He can do the comedic bits. He pretty much has has it all as an actor yeah i mean that's what this movie especially is what i really loved um was how he kept you right right from the get-go for me at least and and including my my son um he he was an enigma right Mm -hmm. he's he's here's this big tough guy but then you come to realize he's not really a big tough guy he's just lost right he's trying to find you know he, he he's trying to find his place in the world. And the the problem is he's from two worlds, right? He's from America, but he's from Korea as well. Right. Um, so now that he's in a totally different situation, um, it, he kind of kept you guessing, rooting for him, um, kind of yelling at him to do the right thing, you know, and all that good stuff. Um, and, and that's what I really appreciated. Like you guys said, the story, yeah, it's all derivative. It's all done. But again, the way it's done, the way the story is told, if you can reach out and 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 affect me in, in, in an emotional level, um, man, then you guys did your job. And this movie done did its job in spades. Yeah. Well, any other final thoughts on this one? Check out this movie. It's on Tubi. I watched the rip on Tubi. It looks pretty good, to be honest with you. Yeah. There is there it's is on a, Amazon Prime. Yeah, I was yeah. gonna say there's a good uh Blu-ray. Uh, that you can get your hands on. Um, and it's not too expensive. The, um, 
the streaming services, uh, it shows up on Freebie. I think it's, is it Haya? I th- you have that, Sammy, right? The Haya channel, or you did at one point? I, I don't know if it's been on there. Some of his other stuff has been on there. I actually bought this on iTunes a while back for five bucks. Yeah, you can buy it for like two to three dollars. Um, or it's on you, sale. you could, yeah, it was on sale. So it's it's easy to find streaming. And if, if you're a physical media person, uh, you can easily find the Blu-ray um, because it, it was produced in, I think it was pressed in Korea. And I think uh, Hong Kong market also did a pressing of it too. And I tell you what, if it, just a little pro tip to people who love to buy movies out there it, and, and I, 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 we all love to buy physical media, but just so you know, Asian films, digital copies, super cheap. They are uh, the... I, I think the program that you turned me on to is Cheap Charts. Is that it? The Yeah, you can find so many Asian films for like two and three dollars. Yes. Watch and out. Just, yeah, it's it can be a problem. Yeah. Yeah. But not it's not those Asian films, folks, but Yeah, no, no, yeah. no. The other the other ones. But yeah, you can go to Cheap Charts. Um it's something you can download uh and you can watch and, and track all of these films and it tells you what's on sale too. But Okay, I'm going to ask a question. I'm going to start with you, John. We just got done having a great conversation on Don Lee's champion. Is it a bomb? No, no, it's definitely not. It's, it's again, reinforces what um, I, I'm going to say until they disappoint me. Korea's, Korea's putting out actors, movies, TV shows that are just top-notch that I wish um, one day Hollywood gets back to and just remember because, again, this movie hit you on so many levels. I related to it so many levels my wife did and it brought some enlightenment to my son um when he watched it. and he rarely wants to sit down and watch a movie um like this with with you know dad um so um don lee you know Kamsamnida, thank you so much man this this was an awesome ride folks go see it awesome jose is a champion a bomb uh not a bomb it's fantastic and just as a side note uh, I peeped something called Men of Plastic. This is 2022, and it looks like it's a comedy with with Don Lee. So I like that he's he's uh, stretching and branching out and doing more comedy because he certainly has some great com- comedic chops and timing in this film. Yeah, hey, look, uh, Amazon has a lot of his films, and and you, if you go down and watch all those, you'll you'll be surprised what he can do. It's kind yeah. of crazy. Exactly. If you're gonna see that. Um, Jose, startup. Got to watch his other movies. Startup's startup. really good. <laughs> startup's okay. fun. Okay. Awesome. Uh, and Deep Trap, uh, which I think is you can rent for a dollar on Prime. So yeah. here we go. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna love Jose. That one's made for you. You're gonna love that one. Yep. Yeah, Deep Trap is sneakily good, man. Yeah, it's it's really it surprised me. All right, Sammy, uh, champion. Is it a bomb? No, it's not a bomb. It's it's a great example of what movies need more of nowadays they need movie stars and uh we need more movie stars and right now i can only think of maybe a handful of guys and don lee's one of those guys okay agree brad where are you landing yeah i'm agreeing with everyone not a bomb for me awesome let's make it unanimous uh folks i cannot recommend this enough please go see it if if you liked any of these little I, i don't know small independent projects or movies you haven't heard of that we recommended and you came back and said Man, that was fantastic, and, and we get you guys to write in about it. Please trust us on this one. Champion, it, it's not going to break the mold, but it's going to be a lot of fun, and you're just going to fall in love with Don Lee. He's, he's that good in it. Uh, Brad, I have some feedback. I can run through it real quick. You want to you wanna hear this? Sure thing. Okay, this one's from Philip. 
Love your last episode, but as you were discussing great movies about filmmaking, it made me remember a, a great one from 2008. Uh, is it Michel Gondry? Is that how you say his name? Oh, Michel. Oh. Michel Gondry. Michel Gondry's Be Kind Rewind. It's a fun, <laughs> feel-good movie about the wanting days of VHS rental shops. And when the tapes get accidentally erased, the employees film their own versions of classic films. I haven't seen it since it came out, but I have such affection for it, and it's really well made. I, I love this film because they do a rush hour sequence. Yes. 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 That is absolutely it's hilarious. So good. It's so I really, good. really liked that movie a lot. I I thought it was, I you know, most deaf Jack Black, Danny Glover, right? Yeah, yeah. in there. Yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Even Sigourney Weaver. So yeah, it's a. Th- this email uh, made me go back and, and rewatch it. I, I watched it over the weekend. Um, <laughs> it is uh, recently added to Max. If you all have Max, there you go. Yeah, go check it out. It's a great recommendation. All right, this one's from John. Not uh, our our Korean cool John. Korean Rambo. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Hey Love guys, you, Jose. Uh, here we go. Hey guys, congrats on another killer episode. Agreed with pretty much everything you said, especially in regards to Dane. There you go, Jose. Come on. Punchable face. Another Ugh. film that touches on the struggling filmmaker would be 1997's Entropy by Phil Jonu, starring one of my favorite actors, Stephen Dorff. I've never even heard of that. Phil Giuano. Uh, Phil Giuano? He directed uh, You Two Rattle and Hum, the documentary, oh. Oh, I yeah, believe. Yes. And then Final Analysis with Richard Gere and Kim Basinger. All right. Three o'clock, uh, too, I think. Okay. I need to watch this then. I'm in. All right. Oh, so he, he did the Dirty Laundry short with Tom Jane. Oh, he did the Punisher oh. thing? Punisher. Yeah. Oh, cool. All right. Last one. I swear. From Alex. I have a few suggestions. Probably box office bombs when marketing is factored in. His first one is The Raven from 2012. I think that's the John Cusack film. The John Cusack film? Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Watchmen oh. from 2009. Uh, Bottle Rocket from 1999. And Annihilation from 2018. I personally enjoyed all of these and saw three of them in the theater. It'd be fun to hear your takes on them. Well, Alex, they've been added to the list. And oh. uh, I would is love Alex to start Annihilation is interesting. Alex Garland? Has he ever had a hit? Um, Garland? Garland? I- I guess Ex Machina was a hit, I guess. Yeah, that yeah, was Ex Machina. That was yeah. pretty pretty yeah. successful. <clears throat> does Man. the beach count? Because he wrote that. No, uh, it does definitely yeah. does not count. Tutorial <laughs> <laughs> stuff is I mean, Men was one of the most memorable films I've watched this year. That movie is messed I did up. finally watch that because you told me to. Um I want to talk to you about it. Uh, I loved it. Yeah. It was great. I, I have I have questions. Um, I'm just going to tell you right I don't have any answers okay (laughs) yes sir Troy we something just released uh, of of a little project that we did do you want to talk about that yeah so we were asked to come on uh, a podcast called film struck movie struck we talked movie struck I'm sorry movie struck and we talked about the eight diagram pole fighter which we should not get uh, confused with Sammy's film (laughs) <laughs> the eight inch pole fucker. <laughs> but uh I thought that was my film. Oh yeah, sorry, your film. <laughs> I think you I think yeah, you were in the background. Um but yeah. So the 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 eight diagram pole fighter we talked about with Sophia on that. We talked for 
almost two hours on one of the uh, yeah. better Hong Kong films of the Shaw brother era. Um, Towards yeah, the end of the Gordon Shaw Lau. brothers era. Yeah. 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 And uh, yeah, Gordon Lau, it's pretty spectacular. So listen to that. Uh, I'll have a link in the show notes uh, to easily direct people over to that. Yeah. And, awesome. and so we, she released it because next week, she is going to be on the show. And what, what are we going to be talking about, Brad? We are going to talk about 1993's animated film. Some consider the best Batman film of all time. Batman mask of the phantasm. Yeah. Which is getting a 4k release, which I just got an email. It says mine will be here tomorrow. Mine will be here tomorrow too. So we timed it yeah. just Wait, in that time was for that release. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 I'm shocked. Yeah, we'll get into it. The TV show, um, well, I, I, we'll save it for that episode. Yeah. But yes, yeah. we we um, Sophia reached out and asked if we could come on and, and talk about it. She let us pick, and and we we jumped at the chance to talk and you know about anything from a Hong Kong action film. Come to find out, Sophia is an expert at that. So yeah, she she wrote like a college thesis on um, like. Chinese vampire films, I think. Is that, is that what it something was? Like something like something. Yeah, it was. Dude, I, I look, I will usually yes. throw a couple of titles out just to see how deep their knowledge goes. She not only had known about those or seen them, but then threw a few back at us where Brad and I were like, you know, no, we need to go watch that. <laughs> so <laughs> she's fantastic. And we, we had a blast doing that one. So she's going to be on next week. Um, Cause we let her pick an episode and she wanted to talk about Batman. So. So she's a female person who knows <laughs> Ching Ying is. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, go listen to the episode. She will it, drop some knowledge on everybody. There was any female yeah. buzz. <laughs> uh, it's, it's fantastic. It was a, it was a fun episode. Um, Sammy, what's going on. You, you guys have one of my favorite films uh, that you guys talk. You, you released that this week, I think, right? The today, today as you record this, it oh, was yeah. today. Yeah, That's right. Little up and smoke action. Little Cheech and Chong's up and yeah. smoke. Yeah. Great. Yeah. That is awesome. I'm would, gonna go deaf just to listen to that episode, Sammy. <laughs> it was uh it was uh something different. I wanted to do something different, but something that uh, I hadn't seen in a long time. And I actually had bought an HD copy uh with special features and everything off iTunes for four bu- for five bucks. Nice. So I rewatched it and uh, I'm glad I did. That movie is 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 this wacky as all hell? <laughs> Love it. Yeah, it is. All right, what's going on at uh, Watch Skip Plus? Um, I am editing this week, and I'm drawing a blank on what we, on what we reviewed for some dumb reason. Didn't you just the record nun, it? Um, nun part two. That? The nun part yes, two. Yes, we reviewed the nun two. I guess that just says something about how how I memorable felt about that is. It, I guess. Yeah. Um, yeah, a- so that's that's coming up. That should be interesting. Oh. Keeping the old tap. Okay, where it says, you know, what do preacher, what do priests eat on Fridays? What kind of meat do they eat on uh, Fridays? None. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, <laughs> oh, that was that was terrible. <laughs> Where's, the <laughs> Where's the gong? Where's the gong? Gong joke. It's not my joke. Uh, okay, cool, cool. Um, Brad, how do people reach out to us to give us their film recommendations of bombs that we should talk about? Yeah, that's notabombpod at gmail.com, or you can hit us up on our website, notabombpodcast, and then hit the contact us button, or reach out on 
uh, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Troy and I try to get back to people pretty quickly, but you know, we got real jobs too. So we'll get back to you. Don't worry. Yeah, it's it's been busy, and we're doing a couple of extra episodes here and there with uh, some lovely friends. Oh yeah, so we're also doing Breaking Brad this week too. Yeah, and and well, folks, I'll, please don't watch first that film. And it's the Breaking Brad film. Fuck you. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Look, yes. I said we're just we're going for it. We only got a few more left. We're we're pulling out all the stops. We're gonna break Brad. Trust me you for this i thought the sound was messed up on my film nope <laughs> find out it's an artistic choice yeah <laughs> and i don't like it <laughs> oh, I, can't, I cannot wait to talk about that film oh i don't like it i don't like i don't like that choice yeah i don't like it bad bad choice <laughs> yes, bad dog yeah bad dog you guys should, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh things are tough all over where they play arabs that ought to be fun. Oh my gosh! Oh, yes. God. oh wow! <laughs> That's in this right. uh, in this politically correct culture, that would be interesting to talk about at this point. <laughs> oh my god! Yeah, so true. Um, so we've got a long list of people. Obviously, Gentleman's Guide to Midnight Cinema, Watch Get Plus, Brad. You want to run through the list? The VHS Files, Night of the Living Podcast, the Backlook Cinema Podcast. We welcome Zoe back to the podcasting game. The Mixtape Podcast and Raiders of the Podcast. And Troy, you told me to put John's information on here, and I completely forgot. So I will put it in the show notes. I promise. Okay. For John's YouTube channel. I think it's uh, and now for something a little bit different or something like that. I believe that's correct. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Go check that out, John. As always, thank you for just increasing the cool factor by ten with your presence. We really enjoy anytime you're on the show. Thank you and so much. And the sleeves by 20%. Well, hey. yeah, it, it yeah. counterbalances. <laughs> the lack of sleeves you brought to the show this week is amazing. Well, I love all you guys, and it's always an honor. I mean, when I say all you guys, I mean all of you guys. We there love we you. Um, it's always fun. It's always a blast. It's always an honor um, to join you guys. Um, man, you guys kick ass. Keep on rocking. Well, thank you. We, we love you awesome. back big time. Um, I, uh, huh? I guess karate kid part two is a Sato. Sato. You, Sato. No, Miyagi, you coward. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I can't. I can't. With, with that, I don't know if you're listening in the morning, the afternoon or evening. Thanks for downloading the episode. Go and watch that uh, really cool Batman animated film that played in the theater. And then come back next week and hear us uh, talk about whether or not we liked it. And if it is the greatest Batman film. So we'll check you later. Don't lose your head.